Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Still can't believe on a daily basis I broadcast live on Sirius XM Channel 145. The one and only, the legendary, the historic Slam Radio coming at you till 11 in the morning, then the youth will take over. Today's going to be one of those Friday shows and an interesting evening last night, Frank. Good morning, sir. Did your wife beat you again? Beat me? And what? Good morning. <laughs> What's wrong with you, bro? We'll physically beat you again. No chance. No chance. Um, <laughs> I was doing some great mixing last night, man, for, uh, for the can. I was in the lab doing work. We need to get some work done, and I started working. I let everybody know I was in the lab. Of course, she has to interrupt, Frank. Don't know. You're going to have to come look for this recording for me because I lost it somewhere. I'm need... sure I'll find it later. I have a feeling you'll find it in 12 seconds since I still don't know my way around this MacBook. Um, Did you hit the confirm save after you it, Remember, I accidentally stopped recording, so I don't know where it went. Okay. There's a chance that it might not be there at all. Yeah, I know. I looked and I didn't. Because you always have to hit the confirm save after it recorded. It was gone. I think it's got it. I'll look, though. I'll look. So I got a little angry. But I made a promise. I'm not going to get angry at her, right? Like We've been cooked up in the same house for a long time. People are getting pissed off at each other. I've chosen to try to be nice. But I went to sleep curmudgeoned. So that means you wake up curmudgeoned. Woke up curmudgeoned, waking up with a need to entertain. And since I suck talking sports because there's no sports to talk, uh, I can either make bad jokes or at some point during this broadcast give you what you want, which is some live mixing, some live freestyle, live mixing and hip-hop, and, and get you shaking your ass on a Friday. It's been a long time since there's been some ass shaking coming live from the studios of Slam Radio. Yeah, buddy. So I'm thinking today may be a perfect day for me to go buck-ass wild on a mix so you guys can really feel like it's Friday. Yeah, buddy. You like the idea, Frank? I yeah. hate when I change things up on you because I feel bad. Then I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm not even counting on him, but I don't have to count on you. I like the idea because I think we need some new mixes because it's Well, you're going to record now and hopefully nobody's going to come in and rub me and say, you know, the music's just too loud. Maybe I can get one of the custodians to come mm. in here and ask you if they want to paint your office. No. Leave Manny out of here. <laughs> Sorry about my, my office is coming along just nice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So I, I will tell you that I'm going to give you a peek. I know we have a lot of things that go on here that are just random and stuff. Uh, this weekend, we should see an exciting installment of the Holy Cat Lady Chronicles. Oh, you're going to finally stake out? I think this evening, well, tomorrow morning early, I'm doing a stakeout because I think I know when she's getting there. Because you've been uh, teasing this for quite some time. Well, I've also done some recon work. And we will be this afternoon installing a camera so that I can catch her. So, okay, so oh, yeah, yeah, all no, the no. plans are now set. Oh, the there's been a lot that's happened since the 11 in the Sean, morning yesterday. Sean came through like a gem. All right. And we are going to have technology to catch this lady. And then my goal is, even though I'm going to try to camp out, if I miss her, technology might tell me when it is that she's getting there. So then I will do the IG live. I will confront her. I will confront her. And what would be perfect is to have a microphone. Like, to make it look like I'm, and, and I could, little light. Hi, this is, but I'll figure it out. I really want to stun her. I actually want to scare the shit out of her is what I want to do. 
All right. Instead of her being the holy cat lady, I want her to be the holy shit cat lady. Yeah. You got to knock it off. No, man. She pisses me off. These feral cats running around my neighborhood like they're running things. And God forbid you snarl at them. You go, go to jail. You can't even look at them. They're untouchables. It's like Elliot Ness and the gang. If I'm not mistaken, we have one of those mic flags laying around, one of those generic ones, and then you can grab one of the microphones from here, put it on. We can make, you can have Amanda make you like a, like some sort of a logo or something so you look like a legit reporter out there. Well, if I had a USB mic, it'd be even better. Wait a minute. Oh, man, I think I threw my USB mic out. Oh, what an boy. idiot. I had a cheap one, mm-hmm. but it would have worked. Well, remember, I have a smaller mic, so you don't necessarily need one of these mics. It's not a USB mic. It won't connect to anything. That's true. It'll just be for the show. Well, I'm, I'm saying USB, but I'm thinking out loud of being an idiot. Like, there's a specific microphone that plugs into your iPhone that works. Have you seen reports? Yeah, I, I've seen. I've seen that's it. That's what I want. I'm not gonna find that, but that's what I Amazon want. Amazon Prime, baby. Sam Ash. Yeah, but uh, I guess I guess you made another trip for yourself <laughs> for today. Well, it's down the street from my house. Okay. Plus, an ex- excuse to go to Disneyland. Fair enough. That's musical Disneyland. And buy other stuff. I don't have to buy anything. I know one thing. We're going to play music. I, I say, Frank, I'm making the executive order. Uh, we're going to start shaking our ass around here about 8 a.m. It'll probably cost you about $40. 8 a.m. We shake our ass. I don't know if I want to spend 40 bucks on it. No pa' tanto. <laughs> Sheesh. Not on. Uh, in the world of sports. All right, we're done talking sports. I have good news. What's the good news? Ready? Ready. Lauren Goodwin, Tuesday, 9.30. Very nice. Yeah, buddy. We're going to talk about her mossing her brother in a pickup football game. Um, so I, I don't want to be a misogynist, right? But I'm going to just say it because I'll get it out of the way. That way I don't slip and say it the wrong way. So I I have a mini crush on Lauren Goodwin. Just because she... No, no, no. Listen, I'm going to be really candid but not crass. She's incredibly athletic. She's very pretty. Right? Mm-hmm. And the best part, like any lady would, lady's either going to beat you in sports and heels or with no shoes. And homegirl flipped off the slippers and said, I'm going to do this barefoot. Yeah, but there's no way she would have been able to do that in slippers. It's a joke, the whole slipper. Oh. I'm just... To do all that and then to do it barefoot on him. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's the whole. I think there's such an in your face to doing that because of the whole stigma when men are misogynist to women and they say that they're barefoot and pregnant mm-hmm. and that's how they're good and that's the worst thing you can ever tell a woman because it's like women are powerful, dude. Would guys think it's okay to do that. Dude, women bear our children. It's funny when an intact family becomes no longer intact, how successful the single moms are with raising their kids, opposed to, if God forbid, it's just a single dad. I'm not taking anything away from single dads on this Father's Day weekend. Because God bless them, that's a tough job too. But there's something in the DNA of a mom. There's something in the DNA of a woman. Dude, you date a woman, you're with a woman for years. The moment she becomes a mom, everything changes. Mm-hmm. All bets are off. Do mm-hmm. they are? I, I they're the dominant, right? I mean, they're the dominant gender. They yeah. really are. 
they are more, like, okay, so we're stronger than them sometimes. <laughs> Yeah. Not all the time. Not all the time. Can you open this? Yeah, okay, fine. I got it. I, my muscles might be a little more defined than yours. I got it. My wife paints the house. I hate painting. Why she paints it. She's not going to stop her. I need a man to paint. Rolls up her sleeves, paints the house. She loves it. I'm telling you, dude, without a doubt, we make fun. We have all kinds of fun at everyone's expense in the show. But Lauren Goodwin... Got a little minor. It's it, it's a very innocent crush, but it's a crush, cause she's everything a woman like. Man would be foolish, not to see Lauren Goodman and go, "Wow, looks like a model, plays wide receiver like OBJ." <laughs> and oh, by the way, she used to play in the WNBA. Oh really? Oh yeah, she's a former WNBA player. Wow. So yeah, we're gonna have fun talking. That explains a lot of the. She's she's yeah. She says in her family, there's always like well. It's going to be great talking to her. Well, that explains why she kicked her slippers off, and she's like, I'm not going to be able to do this with slippers on. That was, I th I'm sorry, man. Maybe I'm she's an athlete. An she's old an experienced boomer. athlete. She kicks off. I'm like, that. all right, it's on now. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a street fight. You get ready. It's on now. That's what First I, thing guys do, take their chains off, take their jackets off. I don't know if I found it to be empowering or adorable or a little bit of both. I just, everything about that video, which was the number one video, sports, I guess ESPN They've been doing this on uh, on Instagram, and then they choose the video of the week, I guess, instead of, you know, and they chose that one. That's number one. Everybody has seen that. It's great. Like, laid out, made that play. What a play. What a play. Then she goes at him. That's what's great. She goes, he runs away because he knows he's in trouble. Oh, yeah, he's and she it. goes right at him, boy. Because she's done. I got a feeling that's not the first time she's made a play on one of those boys. <laughs> no way. Cousins. What is it? Cousins, brothers. She says it's tough. I can't wait to talk to her. You know what else I can't wait to talk to a little later today? What time would you say? 10.30s? Oh, 10.20. 10.20. The name John Ruth ring a bell to anybody. He is the original Ibis, Sebastian. He later on became Billy the Marlin, believe it or not. He was also the maniac. Also the maniac for Miami Hurricanes baseball. Mm -hmm. Now, today, this guy represents UM in a way like very few do. Um, he's iconic here in South Florida, John Ruth is. Um, I believe John Ruth was the uh, installment of the Sebastian that got arrested at FSU. Correct. He's filled with great stories, being Sebastian. Um, he also does some stuff for the University of Miami. And we learned oh, this week some regrettable news. I have always said that my godfather in spirit is named Walter Kachevsky because of his hate for the University of Florida. And I've always comically made comments about Uncle Walt. <laughs> but one of the things that I love the most about the University of Miami is the Heck Center, and but more importantly is the Walter Kachevsky Hall of Fame. Got a chance of that not being around anymore at the University of Miami thanks to COVID. All their major fundraisers are down the tubes because of COVID. Their major fishing tournament down the drains because of COVID. They have no way of raising money. Mm -hmm. So they're scurrying and clawing and... Well, we have a lot of hurricanes that listen, so I'm hoping that maybe we can and we can get some movement going with our small audience, but at least get them understanding what's going on. I want to hear what John's got to say, and we'll talk to him at 1020 today. and uh, Let us know what's going on and what his efforts are to try to save it, because that's regrettable to say the least. But. I do know they have a GoFundMe account set up, and I believe they've raised about $10,000. So as, as the hurricane fans are showing the love and support towards... I uh, wonder what the number is that he needs to survive, and we'll talk about that. You know, during the 10 o'clock hour when we have him on. 
I don't know if he remembers me or not. That guy's the man, though. I got a lot of love for him. When he stepped down, I'll never forget. I was young enough and told by many of my friends that I should have gone and tried out for that. I would have never made it. Oh, I've gotten the same thing. But I was crazy, man. I used to do some nutsy things. I mean, listen, the reason I know Rohan Marley is because I decided to drive on the Palmetto with my knees while he's in the bus next to me. And I'm showing posters. While, by the way, while I'm driving to the UMD fence, right before they're getting to the Shula's Hotel the day before the big FSU game. Um, and these days, they used to play it still at the old girl here down the street. Um, Frank Costa was our quarterback. I'll mm -hmm. never forget it. And, and for about 12 miles on the Palmetto, I really risked my life to get their attention. Uh, I did some crazy things. You know, back in the days, you'd have that shade that you would put in front of your car so that you would cover the... Sunshield. Sunshield, right? There was some that was just a long thing. The others that you would suction cups, it was like a shade. Right. You would slide. I had the shade. Okay. I pulled that thing off, and as I'm driving, I opened it up. There's a hurricane. <laughs> and I took the front page of the sports page that day, and it was a picture of the then FSU quarterback. I think it was Peter Tom Willis, one of those characters. One of those three-named quarterbacks that FSU used to get that sucked. And I went like this, and I shook the paper, and then I ripped it to shreds, and they all went bananas. It was Warren Sapp. It, I mean, it was just nuts. I pull into Shula's. I get the shade. I'm in work clothes. I was coming back from work. And I, I park the car, and I stand outside close enough where they can see when they come down from the bus. And I think I've told you the story before. And I get my shade, and I open it, and I'm just standing there. Whoa, go Canes, go Canes. And Marley comes off the bus. And he turns around and looks back behind him. There's his boy Warren Saps behind him. He goes, hey, look, Warren, it's the crazy man from the Palmetto. <laughs> and then Warren Sapp comes down and he goes, oh, man. He goes, come over here, man. Let me give you some love. And Sapp gives me a hug. Marley daps me up. And I can't believe it. I hit up Marley years later. And he absolutely remembered me. He goes, man, we tell you that story all the time. To me, it's funny. That I, it's funny. For me, it was something I was just being a fan of being kind of crazy, right? Right. But for him to remember, oh, we talk about it all the time. The guy who was driving, <laughs> bro, I was driving. Look, mom, no hands. I was just trying to get their attention. I could have just, I mean, you look into the side, you could run beer. I don't yeah, know what yeah, I was yeah. thinking when I did happened. this, but yeah. A hundred things that happened. A hundred things didn't happen. Thank God I'm still here to talk about it. The question is, would you have been able to do crazier things as Sebastian than like John did? Because you, we have that Probably story not. with the whole with the, with him getting arrested. I think that was at FSU. Yes. Um, <laughs> during one of the national championship games, it was the Orange Bowl was supposed to be a neutral site versus Oklahoma, so the Hurricanes weren't supposed to have any smoke coming in through the entrance. And he did it anyway. He stole fire extinguishers <laughs> and he made the smoke happen. So see, those are crazy things that mascots do that aren't necessarily in their job description. <laughs> so you kind of have to go beyond. You and see beyond. the one where mascots beat other mascots up? That's always uh, oh, that's phenomenal. Mascot on mascot violence, always the best. You know, uh, the, that's how the Philly fan made his name like he did all those crazy stuff and he messed with the umpires and all that and <laughs> that's how he made his name but that's what John Ruth did as a Sebastian the Ibis I can't wait to have the legendary He's isn't legendary. it true though that most of these mascots in order to be a really well-known mascot you gotta have a snout on you bro because you think about it Ruth's got the whole Ibis oh I get beak, it right and then the one you're talking about uh the Philly fanatic mm -hmm. he has this pig snout thing coming out I don't even know what it is Many of the funny ones have funny noses. Did you ever find Mr. Met to be funny? I didn't see enough of him. Mr. So I can't give Met you. was a baseball with eyes and eyebrows, and I just thought he looked corny. A and funny looking thing. Yeah, he, you know who he looked? He reminded me of the Kool Aid guy. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no way, no way, bro. The Kool Aid guy is way beyond that level. But did he? Well, Kool Aid guy looked cooler than Mr. Met. Mr. Met looked like crap.
Did he do cool stuff on the field? Mr. Matt? Yeah. No. He didn't do anything. Boring. This is boring as Billy the Martin. Yeah, but baseball is not room for a mascot so much. I know you like Philly the Fanatic or whatever his dumb name is, and Johnny did Billy the Marlin, and I got it as all that. I like that stuff for football. Yesterday was National Mascot Day. I don't know if you knew this. Yeah, you know what yesterday was also that we missed? Like, I've had enough of this. I've signed up for I'm never letting one of these days slip through my fingers again. Not only did we miss National Mascot Day and opportunities to plug today's interview with the mascot of all mascots, John Ruth, a.k.a. the original Sebastian the Ibis. But yesterday was the seven-year anniversary of the greatest NBA shot of all time, which I was present to see. In fact, you used that sound by like 30 times yesterday. And became aware about four minutes after 11, yes, four minutes after I signed off, that it was the seventh anniversary of Ray Allen's three-pointer in game six of the 2013 NBA Finals. I like that conversation because I know we have to go to break. Everybody remembers that shot, right? Everybody remembers that shot. Everybody remembers that shot. Everybody either remembers that shot or everybody remembers trying to get back into the building. You know what? That's (laughs) not true. There's something else somebody always remembers. Without LeBron scoring 16 fourth quarter points, the big three era would have been one and three. Tim Duncan would have been six and oh in the finals. And Pop would have six rings. But everybody remembers Ray Allen hitting that three, which was amazing. Forget. In fact, they'll bring up that LeBron missed a big three. And thank God Bosch got the rebound and kicked it out. Before he took the three, he hits another three. When they were down five with 28 seconds. He doesn't hit that three. They're one and three. Pop's got six rings. Duncan six and oh in the finals. It's 16 fourth quarter points, bro. I'm not trying to compare Jordan with LeBron, but for those who like to you hate. You said it. I didn't. For those, I want to make that publicly clear. Well, I'm not, I this not has nothing Jordan's to do with Jordan. This, conversation. this has nothing I to do with Jordan. You, I, just, I just looked at you and I didn't bring this it. Has you nothing. like to put Jordan in my mouth. Because Don't you label like him. You like Jordan Don't in your mouth. I didn't bring up Jordan today. Don't do this to me. But you always hate on LeBron. I can't take it anymore, you hating on LeBron. If he doesn't score 16 fourth quarter points in that cathedral on, on Biscayne Boulevard. Oh, it's a cathedral now, huh? That place has seen some stuff, boy. <laughs> and there's been some divine intervention in that building from time to time. Yes, it's a cathedral, damn it. <laughs> Especially when Ray hits that three. Look, Mom. Look, Mom, my eyes are closed. I know I'm behind the three-point line. I just got to worry about hitting this shot. Get those damn ropes out of here. Get them out of here. 16 fourth quarter LeBron James points. Nobody, and I mean nobody, talks about that. It's so easy to forget when you're that good what you do. Listen, it happens with Jordan all the time. We'll get into the discussion and we'll talk about what Jordan wasn't, which is stupid because Jordan is the greatest. And you discuss things and you forget. That Jordan did this in that game, or Jordan did that. And we learned it watching 10 episodes of The Last Dance. The guy would go for 40 like you would go for Cold Stone ice cream on a Saturday night. Haven't been there in a while. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. 
Seven years ago yesterday. I blew that. Blew it. Blew it. Yeah, buddy. National Mascot Day. Blew it. Yeah, buddy. What's next? We come back from break. We'll talk about. All right, here it goes. I'm sorry, Frank. When we come back from break, we'll talk about the assholes known as baseball players and why they will never get on the baseball field and ruin America's pastime once and for all. Because that's what they want. That's what Tony Clark wants. That's what Rob Manfred wants. They want their power. This is a negotiation. No! It's a global pandemic, you schmucks. Get to freaking work. Everybody else is. They can't agree on anything, Frank. They can't agree on anything. Holy Toledo. I like using Toledo. The Toledo's in Ohio. If I said, holy shit, shit, Ohio's not a place. The guy is drunk. Not yet. It's too early Friday. It's going to be later Friday. Yeah, baby, it's Friday. Yeah, buddy. We're going to dance and shake our ass. We're going to do some stuff around here that you do on a Friday. You're going to be irreverent. You're going to be crazy. You see the finish line Friday, 5 o'clock or less. These quarantine hours are weird. Yeah, buddy. Oh, we're going to talk. We'll have some conversation when we come back. We're going to shake our ass. I'm going to mix for you. Oh, boy. Manada Gorren. That's why we're here today. You sure are. (laughs) The MPP. I'm pumped. (laughs) Steve's been dying to get back to work. Yeah. Maybe Steve needs to get into those meetings with Clark and Manfred to figure this crap out once and for all. Some ball games this year. You can't if you don't play. Take me out to the ball game. Bro. Unless, of course, the proposal's not right and with prorated salaries aren't right, then we don't take us out to the ball. Take me out to the crowd. Well, there is no crowd. There is no crowd because we're COVID 19 and we're social distancing, so we're going to play baseball without crowd. Buy bro. me some peanuts and cracker jacks. Well, the concession bro. stands, bro. they're going to go broke because there's nobody in the. I don't care if I ever get back. You might bro. not ever get back because these clowns don't want to play. We'll just root, root, root for the home team from home. Watching it on TV because we can't be at the games. If they don't win, it's a shame. Again, you can't win if you don't play. Because it's one, two, three strikes. You're out at the old ball game. Get to work. You're my boy. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Why was the basketball court all wet? 
Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Good morning, amigos. I remember going one time during my honeymoon, we did the whole entire um, Today Show, and I wanted to go, I wanted to come out on TV, and I got my wife up early, and we got there an hour and a half before the show started, and I'm like, this is going to be great. We're going to be the only ones there. We're going to come out on TV. We couldn't get anywhere near the cameras. So I can't even make this up for Five years ago, we stayed right on Times Square, the marquee. You could see Good Morning Amigo from, uh, Good Morning America from my, that's funny. <laughs> That's a promo. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to noon, only on Slam Radio Sirius XM 145. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. 
See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry and you're listening to Slam Radio. Rise and shine. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Question, Frank. <clears throat> Quick answer, Larry. You have a problem with the name of the stadium, Doak Campbell? I've never put thought into why it's named that way. I just figured well, it's, it's named somebody. after somebody. Yeah, I figured it's somebody related to the, maybe the opening of FSU or maybe the FSU football program. Doak Sheridan Campbell was president for Florida State College for Women as it made its transition from an all-female school under that name to the co-ed Florida State University between 1941 and 1957. Um, don't really bring it up on his wiki. Uh, but Campbell was strongly opposed to the admission of African-American students to Florida State. Oh my, here we go. Quote, Campbell exacted deference from the campus community, suppressed the liberal editorial policy of the semi-weekly Florida Flambeau newspaper, and refused to tolerate any breach of racial segregation. He forced the campus charter of the American Association of University Professors to cancel a regional conference at FSU when he learned that black faculty members from the neighboring Florida Ag Agriculture and Mechanical University, otherwise known as FAMU, planned to attend. Campbell attempted to ban student participation at pro-integration meetings, as well as to prohibit the school newspaper, The Flambeau, from writing about racial segregation. He retired from his position June 30th, 1957, remained uh, in the Tallahassee area as President Emeritus until his death on the 23rd of March. 1973. If we're going to play ball in a world where we knock down statues for whatever reasons, someone please tell me why the stadium where Florida State plays football, I need to understand why it's called Doe Campbell and why you haven't changed the name already. Because if we're going to play this game, we're going to play it across the board. I personally don't like playing this game. I don't like playing this game either. I don't like playing this game. Nope. 
I want my Aunt Jemima's back. But here's here's where I have an issue, and maybe I don't have a, a leg to stand on in this. Maybe my opinion is worthless here, because that's the world we live in, you know. Um, we talked yesterday about if it's part of your history, you learn from it, right? Mm -hmm. But something is direct as that. You're talking about a university and the history of that university. And while he served in a position that he did, he represented something that bordered on reprehensible. Because it's not just that he quietly wasn't a fan of African Americans. He openly advocated as the president of that university against those things. That's not a part of your history. That guy's an ass, and that guy, I don't care what he did for the university, he's a racist. Like, if there's anybody you should be doing this to is to people like the, the one and only Doak Sheridan Campbell. Agree. That's not Christopher Columbus, uh, not a general from the Civil War, because there was a reason why they put that statue up. Not brands. The statue was up for a reason, and, and, and there's some things that went down when they negotiated the Civil War Peace Treaty so that they wouldn't be recognized. I understand everything that goes behind the fact that you're saying, well, that represents racism. I got it. The Confederate flag, all of that, I completely understand it. I think the, the gratuitous flying of, of that flag is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. But it is a part of American history. Especially now. But it's, it's gratuitous. If you're running around with that, chances are you're being an ass. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it. You're not representing what you're trying to tell me it represents. Right. In fact, if you do, it flat out makes you a racist. Just because it's part of your history doesn't mean it doesn't sit at the top of a flagpole unfurled beautifully in front of your home. It's not commonplace. And it's certainly inappropriate because of its representation. Especially now. However, if you're going to say hey, this, we can't, we don't represent this, right? The university that had Charlie Ward, a black quarterback, win a national championship. The same Florida State University that years later had another black quarterback win a national championship in Jameis Winston. Okay? We get all up in arms, and when we choose to get up in arms, how come no one has spoken about Doak? Sheridan Campbell. Nobody's brought it up. That was going to be my question to you. Is so I can't lie. One of our friends posted something about it, and I saw it. I think it was Dolphin Derek. Okay. He posted something about it. I'll, I'll okay. give credit to who deserves it. And I just scrolled a mention. I didn't even really see it. I saw the name and said something about racism. And then I went and I said, okay, let me do my research. I wonder what this is about. Rather than read the tweet and assume that it's fact, I went and I did the research on the break. And this is what I found. I'm not looking at the tweet. I can't tell you who tweeted it. I just saw it across. I think it was Dolphin Derek. Maybe if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Derek. One of our boys. So this guy was a documented racist. Boy, it's going to be fun to play football at Doak Campbell Stadium, huh? This is the part, Frank, where it's difficult to do, but if you're gifted enough to talk out of both sides of your mouth, right? That tells me that you're one of the few, the proud bullshit artists. Get it out of the way. It's the God honest truth. You can talk out of both sides of your mouth like that. Man, you can. You're Houdini, baby. But until I hear someone say something about this, I have no respect. Listen, I make fun of the gator. Do you know that the gator, even though their gator bait chant has nothing to do with anything, Frank, 
They've removed it just because there is an assumed connotation based on previous... In other words, the derivative of being gator brain has nothing to do with that. It's, it has zero to do with anything, but just the term because it can be coined and associated to something that's incredibly racist. They decided, and kudos to the University of Florida. But how this. is that racist? Frank, they're being careful. And with all due respect, there is something very solid back in the day that there was an understanding that that blacks were gator bait, like gators like to eat black people. Like it's the stupidest thing ever. There's Frank, Frank, this is very real. Don't 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 be submissive about it. This is very this is very, very real. There were cartoons and caricatures always drawn of this, and it was acceptable back before they realized how incredibly racist it was. Mm So just because of that association, which I will tell you, the University of Florida had nothing to do with that association. But they decided we're going to eliminate this from the repertoire. We don't need to cheer with this. So there's no more dun, 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 dun. That's it. The band no, no, no. Cut that they, they have something. Thing. I don't know their chant. That's the, that's the gator bait chant. What? Dun, 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 dun. Gator bait. That's their chant. That's the one. They're so that's out. it. The band can't play that song no more. Out. Ah, hallelujah. Woo! All right, so you can be a gator hater right now. Right now, I'm being agnostic, believe okay. it or not. I'm going to take 30 seconds to not hate him, okay? Okay, hold on. I'm trying to be the funny part of your seriousness, so keep going. It was kind of funny. I know it was. Because you were getting festive about something I'm inside dancing inside about, but I, I'm being a broadcaster. Wait, 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 uh. All right. Yes, there it goes. It's like a fart that was stuck, because <laughs> I did one earlier that deserved three whistles, and it didn't come out. <laughs> He's on fire. He's in Friday mode. You're damn right I am. You're damn right. Sean, you're damn right I am. <laughs> this is awesome. I love this. Woo! I missed this. Doke Sheridan Campbell is a racist. Who's going to talk about it? He's a freaking racist. Don't give me no Christopher Columbus. Those are people that altered history. Not the history of Tallahassee. And do you know what it is to have, okay, early life, to have family life, to have career? The career thing is four paragraphs, two of the paragraphs about him being a racist. Think about that, guys. I don't care that he supported the construction of that stadium. It doesn't matter to me. Of course they named it to him because he supported it. They kissed the racist ass. Now what are you going to do? Post-mortem, 70 years later, you're going to continue to kiss his ass? Or you're going to stand up for what you believe in? Because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I don't particularly play the game of this guy was this, then, therefore. I'm sure in South Carolina somewhere they have something really honoring Strom Thurmond, right? Couldn't get a bigger racist than that guy. It is what it is, guys. But if we're going to be sensitive about it, and we're entitled to, by the way, I'm not dismissing it, totally entitled to be pissed off about it, well, then let's do it the right way. I mean, do it the right way. This was the mindset of a gentleman who was born in the 19th century, guys. I want you to think about that for a second, because now I'm going to go to the other side of this. And while I'm not defending Doak Sheridan Campbell here, I'm defending at least a mindset of understanding that if you forget how effed up people were before, you might be more inclined to go back there. So I understand there's no need to celebrate the lives of people who are like this. But there has to be an understanding to them in their history. 
And my point about Mr. Campbell is that there's nothing here historic about him other than his impact to that university. So the university celebrates him, but there's no statue anywhere else that celebrates him. So you got to figure it out yourselves, Florida State University. But the university celebrates him just because his name is on the building. Or is there a statue on campus? Uh, good question. But they named damn stadium after yeah, him. Yeah, I get it. The stadium is named after him. But I know there's a statue in front of the stadium, and it's of a Seminole on a horse or whatever. Yeah, I don't think there's a statue of the guy. I might be wrong. I Remember, I'm not a big fan either of them. But it is what it is. I'm, I mean, I'm just talking out loud here. I could, I could be dead wrong. You go, and what's funny is you go to the Florida State University website. And they talk about him. And what's funny is they omit the parts about what he stood against. Talk about how he supported building this. That's it. They don't talk about his representation to segregation and other things like that. I guess what I'm trying to say is, Frank, had I not looked up Doak, Sheridan, Campbell, I would have never known that's what he represented. So we either play the game right or we understand that maybe that's a part of a dark history that we can choose to not forget, always remember, because we are better than that now. I don't know if I'm for or against that. But if we're going to do what we've been doing the last month, Doak Sheridan Campbell's name needs to be off the stadium. I had no name idea. It, name it Bobby Bowden Stadium. Uh, get, yeah, get, yeah. Get it out of there. It, yes. Get it out of there. Bobby Bowden Stadium. Get it out of there. Get it out of there. So I had no idea this had any kind of traction. I went ahead and I um, and I Twitter searched Doak Campbell racist, and there is a, there is traction on this. Um, <laughs> so Jock is green. He's a Florida Gator Hall of Famer. Um, he retweeted what college football put yesterday about Florida changing the Gator bait uh, cheer, and he retweeted and he put FSU, you're on the clock. Uh, he got replied by somebody that's an FSU fan, and he totally agrees that the name should be removed from the stadium. You know, I'm getting to work on Twitter right before I get to work on the wheels of steel. You're going to shake your ass for a little bit now. I haven't decided if it's an hour or two, Frank. Oh, you're going to mix for two hours? I might. What do you think this is, ultra? I might. We're well overdue for this. We're also well overdue for a break as I broke format once again. This quarantine has us crazy. We need a live... When's the last time I did a live mix, Frank? Oh, my God. It's been a long time. So I got some practice in. I mean, my DJ graduation. I DJ the drive through graduation. I've DJed several events over the last couple of months. So why not have a party in studio? It's just you and me, man. I mean, you're not my type, so you're safe. But we can have our own little... Friday happy hour party here. No booze, no ladies, oh. just music. Oh. Took like two of the best elements out of it. Yeah, well, the, the best elements, the music, and that's what I'm <laughs> keeping in there. That's what we're keeping in there. We come back from break. Get ready. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. We're, get ready to shake your ass. Just get ready to shake your ass. And the genre is going to be whatever the hell I feel like it. But we obviously started with freestyle because I don't start it with anything else. And then we'll float in and out of stuff and we'll have a good old-fashioned, uh, what's the word I'm saying? I don't want to call it a hoedown. Pachanga. Uh, I don't want to call it a humdinger. You can't say that either. Can't say pachanga? Yeah, a little pachanga. 
little Friday pachanga in the house on the other side. The greatest radio station ever. Sometimes we talk crap. Sometimes we play music. I don't know, bro. We can't even figure out our own identity. That's what makes us special. <sighs> Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. XM145, incredible. A longtime follower, back and forth on Twitter with him. I think he misunderstood me. Plus, a good friend of mine who used to work here at Slam, Mr. Rivera, J.R. Rivera. So, having back and forth discourse about my point about Doak Sheridan Campbell uh, earlier on the show. Um, sorry for interrupting that point with a mix. <laughs> uh, worked out pretty good, though. We had a good time. I don't want anyone to get confused. So I have to clarify something because, as usual, it's very simple to misunderstand points because either you're thinking something and you don't put everything out when you write it or it can just plainly be misunderstood because someone's already on the defensive. And I'm not accusing this longtime follower, friend. I call all my followers friends, but someone who follows, like I've had great interaction with this person before. I even told him to call in the show if you wanted to. Um, real quick, Larry, you brought up Rivera, Miss yeah. Rivera, the worker. You know he's up for like one of these Shade Room awards, right? Dude, he was in 2015 BET Social Media Influencer of the Year. Like, Mr. Rivera is a big deal. He taught here for years. Um, had he not left for Greener Pastures, we would have heard him in here and everything. Mr. Rivera is a good guy, man. So for, for Father's Day weekend, the Shade Room, which has like 19 million followers, the Shade Room's a big deal. They're celebrating the fire fathers right before Father's Day. So this it's the best the successful, ever seen. Uh, successful fathers, yet fine fathers. And he's up for the running. He's one of the fine fathers, like a hot father. Yeah, like, like, hot like hot girls fathers. go, woo! Like successful fathers, and he's in the yeah, running for that, that. That so I'm not judging the hot. That's oh, up no, to a girl. On. But I just thought I'd bring it up. He's, is this is a big. But he's cake? he's a big deal though. The guy's kind of a big deal. Like he he's a motivational speaker. Oddly enough, he. T- taught geometry right but whatever um he had his opinion and and you know he agreed but it's always easy to get lost in the shuffle and so this follower through the little this always happens and i don't get mad anymore because i don't think this guy meant it in a bad way and he may not have even meant it at all but not realize how it sounds which is why people can misinterpret what's being said he says when communism goes down in cuba gonna knock down all those statues okay and I reminded him, I'm a lot more a lot of other things than I am Cuban. And I mentioned, you know, Jamaican, Bahamian, Dominican, <laughs> Spaniard, and oh yeah, by the way, American. Uh, don't get it twisted, guys. Don't, don't get lost in that shuffle now. Milian and, 
and the beard, and I look like a dude that should live in Little Havana, knock it off. Like, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it across the board, right? Like, we want racial sensitivity, and I think that this country needs an overhaul in that area. Very racially insensitive. There are people who think it's okay to make certain jokes. They're not okay, and they've lost touch. That's not 40 or 50 years ago. That's 60 years ago, and you keep letting the generations go, and they make the stupid jokes. I, I won't say by name, but the gentleman that I used to have as a friend that I had a huge argument with a couple of months ago during the COVID crisis, and, and he lives in, in, in a state that I won't even name, so we don't even figure out who he is, all right? And he's a gringo, and I've known him for years, and I never wanted to out him. But when he started with his bull crap, you know, I wanted to remind him about all the racial slurs he used to tell me over beers. And I'd say nothing to him because he didn't realize that he was offending me. And, and, and it never got to a point where I had to tell him, dude, shut up. Knock it off already. Don't do that. I once in a while to be like, oh, God, here we go again. Just to know, make him notice a little bit that I didn't like what he was doing. But he was really comfortable, you know, saying some really dastardly things. And then later on, paint himself to be some sort of messiah of sorts. People get it all twisted. Look at that, that universe of one that I always talk about. And I'm sorry if I have Toby waiting here, but the point of the matter is, guys, don't get it twisted. If you're going to do it, you either do it completely and consistently, or you don't do it and leave your margin for error. This guy here moves for history is history, okay? I always have. And you judge it based on what it's worth, what it means, and if it offends you, then you understand the history. You don't forget the history. That's who I've been. But if we're going to do what we've been doing for the last month, okay, then one of the prime candidates of having names removed and guys forgotten from the face of the earth, Doak Sheridan Campbell has to be that guy. Do you know that once upon a time they're going to have some sort of convention or some sort in the university and students, black students from FAMU, were going to come over and he wanted to cancel the whole thing because there was going to be black students on his campus. Like, that's not a sign of the times. That guy was an ultra racist. So if you're going to do it, do it consistently. My next guest, an old friend of mine. He thinks that I'm the best putter since Tiger Woods. That's a story for another day. He's probably laughing now that I said that. Um, but Toby and I have had a few back and forths because he's a big FSU fan. But we always do it with a big smile on our face because he is just a, a gentle teddy bear and a total gentleman and a good friend. Toby Schreiber jo joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, Toby? How you doing? Pretty good, Larry. How you doing it's today? It's been, been a minute since we've talked. First and foremost, your son Bailey. We need to get him on the show. This guy's like a scouting <laughs> guru. or Like, what's up with Bailey? Bailey's doing his own thing. He started early. It, it's amazing. You know, I, I didn't try to put the things I liked enforce it upon him he became a, a baseball fan on his own and he got really into the minor league baseball we went to games all the time and about a year ago at this time uh prospects 1500 which is uh they do minor league baseball reports and, and articles they asked him to be a reporter for the florida state league all-star game and he of course was willing to do it and he live tweeted and it just something went off in his head he wanted to just continue writing and now he's uh he's he works for them, uh, you know, he does That's articles unreal. for them, and it's amazing. He just loves, he can tell you anything you want about minor league baseball, for this, sure. This <laughs> is right up my alley these days, because as you know, Slam Radio is the first ever uh, national radio station run by high school students. We are inside a high school that I work at, Slam Charter School in Little Havana, and, uh -huh. and our whole premise is we're in a partnership with SiriusXM, obviously thanks to Pitbull and Globalization, who are, uh, you know, our, our, our big brothers, and what we do here is, is we give 
young adults a voice. And it's just so funny because Toby is like, Toby probably be running the station, right? Frank? <laughs> but this is exactly what we do. We empower them. We teach them. We, we, we allow them to do things like this. And I don't know how aware you are, but this year we were featured on Good Morning America. We were live on Radio Row. We broadcast live from Radio Row for the two of the hottest days on Radio Row. On the biggest stage, the Sirius XM stage, we made national news all week. And these kids just hit it out of the park. They were pros. Like it was, I felt so proud because Frank and I trained them so damn well. We didn't realize we had trained them so well. They were better than some of the pros that had done this five or six times. It was unreal. And that's awesome. And I, I remember I saw a bunch of your tweets about it. And, and I've, list, I've actually listened to my son at least twice now make podcast appearances. So I, obviously I listened to it after he's interviewed. And you, I never realized he's 16 years old when I'm listening to him speak. <laughs> it's incredible. He, he, it's just incredible. And I, I feel so good with so many of the youth today who, are, who, who want to follow their dreams like that, and they're given an opportunity to do so. So I know you, you're a big FSU fan. I believe you graduated from there. Am I correct? You're correct. Yes, sir. You are a huge fan of the program. And I guess something struck when I talked about uh, Doug Sheridan Campbell. I didn't know about this until about an hour ago. And then I just started reading up on it. And I was like, wait a minute now. Like, we're going to do this. Let's do it right. You know? And then someone pointed yeah. out to me that Ben Hill Griffith was a racist. Like, I'm sure they were all racists. But if you do something as strong as I don't want them on my campus, now you're like an uber racist. And I think that that takes it to a different level. Uh, and I'll just briefly tell you my opinion. I, I think they should all come down if they're racist. But at the same time, the one who argues that it's part of your history, you could make an argument that on a grander scale, those who fought on the wrong side of the Civil War, um, for some people, they find that to be important. I don't think it's important, but they say it's important to remember history and remember the good and the bad. I can accept that. But if we're going to do that, someone who was just a president of a university and really didn't make any sort of impact or, or imprint other than that university, what it is on, in the country. So he's not a part of American history. He's a part of Tallahassee history. Uh, I think you can certainly look at that and say to yourself, maybe this guy's name shouldn't be on the stadium. I don't know how much he was the president of the university. What's your thought on that? I couldn't agree more. First, first of all, I, I've been tweeting about this now for at least a, a week or two. I, I did a whole post about this on my own Facebook page, but I want to give credit to uh, a follower, uh, somebody I follow in Tallahassee named Mike Bonfanti. He was the one who uncovered a couple of articles from the 50s that, that really kind of paint, paint a light onto what's going on here. And I think I, you referenced this right before I came on the air. He act, uh, Bill Campbell actually did force the campus chapter of the American Association of University Professors to cancel, to cancel a regional conference at FSU when he learned that black faculty members from Florida A&M were going to attend. Here's my issue with Doe Campbell. He was president from 1941 to 1957. The only reason the stadium is named after him is because in 1947, he entered, he, uh, the school became co-ed, and three years later... They built the stadium because his biggest contribution was the fact that football and sports started at FSU. So in 1950, when the stadium opened, they named it after him. Yep, because he supported the fact that he supported football. It was, was one of the only positive things on his day. I mean, obviously, I don't know the guy. I didn't know the guy, but you're right. Everything that stands out, you, you go to and you read up on the guy, and the only redeeming quality is that he was for Florida State Athletics and for football, which is why they named the stadium after him. But anything before that is, and even after that to a certain degree, was reprehensible he, as far as what he stood for. He, he was strongly opposed to the admission of African-American students to Florida State. There's plenty of articles about that. Now, I, I pointed this out also last night on, on Twitter. 
I was a, I was a writer for the FSU newspaper from 1992 to 1994. I never knew this history. I feel bad that I didn't know it. I, and, and the thing is, if I had written a story about it when I was 22, had I known all this, I don't know that it would have had the impact that it could have right now. And the great thing is there's many people, not just me, who are starting to get the word out about this. And we would like to see a change because of all the stadiums in the country that that uh, are named for people, I can't think of something that's been named for someone who did less at, at, for his university than this person. Yeah. <laughs> I, so so I, I think it's, it's high time. There's plenty of former Florida State alum and, and coaches and players that you could absolutely name the stadium after. I, 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 I was thinking about an old ball coach. He, he gave a little bit of his time <laughs> after he was at a, at a place in Virginia that he learned how to coach pretty good the football game. And then he went, he went over to Tallahassee. And well, we made a program over there in Tallahassee with the boys at FSU. We, we did a thing or two. We were in the mix a few times. Uh, I think the old Bobby Bowden Stadium would make a lot of sense. That's what I think. I think that now look that that would be the simplest thing to do, and, and certainly look. Bobby is ninety years old. This this naming for Doak Campbell was seventy years ago. Seventy years ago. If we're going to do something and do this right, they should consider doing this while while Bobby's still with us. Yes. I mean, it, it, look the field. Look the field's already named after Bobby. So I mean, he's he, he's got plenty of tributes. But that certainly seems like the one thing that I think everybody would get behind, and, and nobody would have, would really have a serious issue with that. I think you should also consider naming the taking the name of the field from Bobby and giving it to somebody else, and, and, and call it something like o- Odell Hagen's Field at Bobby Bowden Stadium. There's there's plenty of people you can honor. Heck, like Burt Reynolds please. for crying out loud! That wouldn't even Burt be Reynolds. that bad. He's given a lot of money to this to the university and to the Burt. program. Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds is another one. Burt Reynolds has done so much for the program. Burt Reynolds did so much for many actors in Hollywood and Jupiter, Florida. And, and so there's there's plenty of people you can honor. But if, if nothing else, it's very clear that of all the people you can honor, it's high time to not honor Goat Camel in this way anymore. There's probably plenty of stuff, plenty of things written about him in history. He did do things for the school, but in this instance, he failed very badly, and it seems kind of Weird to still have his name seven years later. And, and nobody's suing him or anything like that. With all due respect, no. we're just simply not honoring him because he stood for something that we've now we've grown up and realized is reprehensible. <laughs> and there's nothing how, how? wrong with acknowledging that because a lot of people who are prideful, like, well, it's a part of our history. And I respect their side of their argument. But at the same time, when something offends someone, doesn't it bother you? Like if something were to offend you, Toby... Regardless of what it is or whether I, I feel bad that it would offend you. And if I said it, it would even be worse. I, right. I, where we lose sight of all this is where it's beyond me. Well, I, so you're really going to stand up for that person's right, someone you didn't know, someone who died a long time ago, all right? Yeah. A, and you're going to stand up for his rights for what? Who are you representing and what cause are you representing? Or would you rather stand up for the common person who believes that this person's actions were reprehensible, that they were racist, and they were offensive? I don't know. You put it on the scale. The scale should tilt the same way every time. I don't know. I don't know where it gets you would, lost. You would think. You would think so. And and when you consider that many of the players, all the players of the last, I guess, so FSU was finally integrated in 1965. But none of these players today would have been allowed to play in the original Doe Campbell Stadium in 1950. That in itself is a good reason to take his name off the stadium. And it's great, you know, you hear other people, there's a lot of people who had no idea. I knew nothing. And 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 once again, if I don't F- think any of us did. If FSU Faithful just said, hey, you know what? 
Um, we want to keep the name because we like we like the way it sounds, the doke, everything. Keep it, and if it offends somebody, that's on you. I just I can't happen to imagine that it, the proof is in the pudding of how insignificant Doke Sheridan Campbell was when nobody actually knew this. And what do you when you see his historical and, and you can go Wikipedia or you can look at anything having to do with him. There's more talking about him being a racist than him being the president of Florida State. Yeah, and I will tell you. In, in fairness to, to Florida State fans and alum, that I, I haven't seen a lot of people who have responded to, to people who have tweeted about this to say, no, you know what, we should keep his name on the stadium. I feel like most of the people, they're trending in the right direction. Now, the, the, the real question is whether it can just be simply done or whether it takes an act of, of the Florida State legislature. I did speak to my local uh, co- uh, congressman for Florida uh, who went to Florida State and asked him, and according to him, He's pretty sure it does not take an act of, of uh, the Florida legislature to change the name of the stadium. Uh, I guess that question is because they built a, a, a university building around the stadium, so there's certain naming rights that are available and some that are not. But it sounds like it could it could be done if the athletic department and the school simply want to do it. Yeah, I, I don't think it would be to, hard. I don't think it would be hard. No, we at all. Believe, the leader the leadership, uh, our president Thrasher. I, I, I feel very confident that uh, if, he, if he meets with, with the athletic department, they can come to a decision quickly. And like I said, it's been 70 years. It would be so cool if, if there is football this September, and of course that's up in the air, uh-huh. first game, Bobby Bowden Stadium. How, how cool would that be? That would be, be fantastic. And, and it would make a strong statement. And with all the respect, I kid around with you about you know rooting for Miami. At least you guys play us every year. I'm not even going to talk about those lizards with the small brains. You know, I don't know if you know that. Their brain fits in a teaspoon. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Every opportunity I get to make fun of a team or a university that flops so that they can break a passing record, uh, you know that I'm always going to take the opportunity. So to me, you guys are just like our cousins, and, and there's a great rivalry, but at the end of the day, a lot of respect for FSU. And I don't, you know, I look at this, and I've got to imagine that some of, you know, th- there's a proud tradition at FSU. Let's, let's call it like it is. Some people have wanted to obliterate the war chant because they, well, and then the Seminole tribe themselves come out and say, you guys need to chill out. We kind of like it. <laughs> we like yeah, being that's... represented. We're, we don't think it's racist. We love it. In fact, we feel like it's honoring us. So, you know, you explore it all. You would never want to offend anyone or a group of people. No, it, but I mean, that, I will tell you that one's going to be a much tougher uh, point because the Seminole tribe of Florida has always endorsed Florida State University's uh, imagery. They make it very authentic. They do all the costumes. And I'm not naive to the fact that there are other Native American tribes that really don't like the way it's done. I I don't know how to reconcile that. I really don't, because if the Seminole Tribe of Florida is behind it, and, they, and they've made all these agreements, they're not suddenly going to turn around and, and stop doing it. So that, to me, that's going to be the longer argument for the next two, three years, because I, I think you'll – I have no doubt that there will be people that will come out against the Seminole name, and, and uh, we'll see. Well, I guess we'll see what happens with that. I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to put you on hold because Frank's got to get your contact info because when I went to go – all I had was an email. I don't even know if it still works or not because I don't know if you still work in the same place. That was a long time ago. Um, we wanted to contact you. I've been wanting to contact you for two months. I reached out to Bailey. I'd like Bailey to do something with us at Slam Radio. I think it's it's a perfect fit. My job, even though Bailey doesn't come to Slam, right? But my job right. is to give voices to young adults. And every so often I have the levity and I have the leverage and I have the power because I run the damn place to do things that are outside the box. And 
I saw his work and I even thought, I know your dad. I want you to do something with us. I think he was in shock. I don't even think he, <laughs> I don't think it hit him right away when I was trying to get them, but I'd love with your permission. You know, if he could, if he wants to submit a podcast about this, we will make a block for him, whether it's a 30 minute show or a one hour show once a week and we'll, we'll market it for him. And I'll, I have no problem doing that. You're an old friend and that's going to help him. Uh, I can't get him to come to Slam, but obviously I'm going to help him out a little bit and will always remember that. That's that's in our wheel. He'll have to do all the work. I can't edit any. He's going to have to be really He'll resourceful. But if he sends us a finished product, Frank and I are totally in on it. And we'll like we'll even give a name of the show. I mean, we won't air it as a podcast. We'll air it as a show. And he wants to we spread the wealth and the knowledge of minor league baseball. The platform's his. I appreciate that, Larry. I, I think he would really enjoy that. And, and I thank you. I thank you for that. I think I told you, like, that kind of got just... Somehow it got lost. He never saw it, and but fortunately he finally did. And yeah, I will. I will let him know. I really appreciate that. I know he would have a lot of fun doing that. I think he's going to do a great job, and I'm excited about having it. So when I'm going to let you go. We're going to. I'm going to put you on hold, and then Frank's going to okay. get your number because, like I said, I have no way of getting in touch with you, and I'm not going to send you another tweet <laughs> like that because I can't even message you. Uh, but yeah, want to get this done, man. And even you, I know you have some stuff to say. Let's let's talk about doing some stuff. But I definitely want Bailey. I think that's you got it. <laughs> that's going to be Thanks, awesome. Larry. Thank you, Toby. Take Thanks care, for jumping friend. in, man. We appreciate it, Toby Srebnik. Joining us, he's an old friend. Uh, he is the father of Bailey's Rebnick, who I've been trying to recruit for months to do some work on the stations. Sharp kid, does minor league scouting, and has done some work uh, already in the industry at this young age. And those are the ones that I love the most. I love giving them a platform. When we come back from break, the platform continues. Remember at 11 o'clock, a much better show than this comes on. It's called The Youth. Um... They do a good job, but I think today I've done a good job. We shook our ass. We've talked about relevant stuff. It is tied to sports. I haven't argued with anybody, and we still got an hour and change left to a show. This is fantastic. Tweet from my friend Alex Gordillo. We got John at 1020, remember? Yeah, that's, oh, I forgot we got good old John at 1020. Very good. And he's confirmed, ready to go. Ready to go. That's my boy. I can't wait to talk to him. Alex Gordillo sends me a text. Alex and I... Buds, for some reason, we don't really see eye to eye a lot on things. He gives me a hard time, but he does it with a smile on his face. I love the guy. Um, it's totally friends having fun with it. He goes, I couldn't have said it better myself. You can't erase history. It teaches us what went right and wrong. When do this so history, you do this so history is not repeated. If they erase history and it's not learned, it could be repeated in the future. And that's, listen, I understand the validity of the argument of saying it needs to be erased, and if you don't think it needs to be erased, you're a racist too. You can, you can quantify that in your mind. It, it's not a true statement. It, it's not mutually exclusive, guys. Uh, I'm definitely not a racist. I feel that the best way to learn from crap is somewhat keeping the stench around. I'll be very candid. My dad wasn't a terrible dad, but he kind of sucked. And not the one that I revel and talk about on the air. That's my father-in-law. It's not my dad. It's my father-in-law, who I love like a father, who referred to as a father, because the person who's my biological didn't do a good job. And everything I've done as a father is the model I used was to do what he didn't do. And there's so many people that'll tell you that have to scratch and claw for the things that they have. They'll tell you that they learned from an example of what not to do, more so than an example of what to do. When it comes to history, guys... You can't change it. And I understand that maybe the reminder of it, ouch, it's like continuing to pick at a scab. I get it. But picking at that scab reminds you what happened, and you'll never forget. 
some point that cut heals itself. But there's usually a little, like I have one here of when I was five years old and a wasp had his way with me. Could have been a female wasp. I don't know. I didn't ask it. I'm 50, almost two years old, and I still have the scar. So every time I look at my wrist and I see that scar, what do I remember? I remember my hand in a sling. I remember watching President Nixon resign on TV. That's when it happened. And I have a million memories of it. Guess what I'm afraid of? I'm afraid of wasps. I know I'm allergic to wasps because of that. Could very easily forget about that if there's no scar. Because it happened when I was so little, it could be forgotten. Right. Where are we losing sight, guys? We are allowed to be touchy. We're allowed to be sensitive. But when you're oversensitive and over-touchy, you don't think clearly. This is a human reaction. We need reminders of bad in order to do good. There's nothing wrong with saying that. That does not make me or anyone who feels that way racist, Mr. Rivera. You talked about Mr. Rivera, right? Or somebody making a text was the wasp named Jessica Correa. That's very funny. <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with D cubed from now on. Dodger dog Danny with the with the camera. We're starting to get some chronics. I, I'm starting to like that a little bit. We're getting some chronics. Um, where are we losing sight of that? That reminder sometimes is good. Sometimes it's okay to look at that scar and remember how much it hurt. That's funny. Jessica Correa. <laughs> her ears must be ringing, man. And the reason you're not going to find her, she's never been good at social media. So like over the years that I've tried to stay in touch with her, I can't because she's nowhere to really be found. She kind of ghosts. <laughs> social media is not her thing. Not going to find her. I, there is no Jessica Correa. <laughs> You know, she's become like, she's a new character on this show. Yes, a little bit. I'm, but you know what's going to happen? Don't make me call Jessica Correa on you. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great Jessica Correa story. I can't do it now. Is that on the, is that the, the day she kicked some girl's ass. Years later, we were already, gosh, this was a few years later. And bus stop, girl messing with her little brother. Oh, my God. And. She was not upset. She, she was we'll just settle when we get off the bus. Get off the bus, bro. It looked like it looked like Jorge Masvidal. Bro, you don't understand. Wow. She actually got in trouble for this one because she broke the chick's nose. Oof. I mean, she just it's it's she will respect my authority. Oh, they respect her. They don't mess with her, boy. I'm pumped. People would clear out of the way when she walked down the street, man. I think Ronda Rousey would have been scared of Jessica Correa, boy. <laughs> I gotta find somebody from the neighborhood to remember Jessica Correa. Awkward. It's not awkward. She's cool. Come on, guys. I get it. And the sensitivity is understood, but but the, you need a point of reference. I accept that you can be offended by it, but don't get so offended that you lose sight of what you need to remember. <laughs> All right. I thought I wasn't going to go in this direction anymore, Frank. It just seems that every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. It's tough, bro. It's tough. Our boy Luby chimed in. He's a big FSU fan. He is. He's a huge FSU fan. 
Who knew this? Nobody knew. Nobody knew. This. Nobody knew this. And I and I was actually surprised when Toby was talking about that. Um, that the Seminole Indians actually help out with the costumes and stuff like that, and they make everything very authentic over there at FSU. I didn't know that either. Hey, is our boy Derek Cole like a meme or something? Because this is what I'm. Lo I'm looking at this. This guy looks like Derek Cole. I think it is him. What meme? Of him raising his hands with a U.M. Oh yeah, shirt. that's him. Doesn't make him a meme though. It's probably just in a picture. No, this looks like a meme to me. A gif. GIF. That's a gif. Yeah. Gif, gif, piff. That's him. Fig. It's a fig. A meme is different. A meme has the the words on the top and on the bottom. All right, so it's a fig. Tries a to GIF. play a joke off. Right. Your son is a meme. That's not funny. <laughs> he thinks it's hysterical. I think it's funny. You're the only one that I've known that doesn't think it's funny. Wasn't that? He's jealous because you're not a meme. I don't want to be a meme. Trust me. But your son is a meme. That is kind of funny, dude. Is it like Derek Cole comes out on TV every time? Every time, man. Every you know time. who's good at coming out on TV is my brother-in-law. He goes all the away games. He goes everywhere. He sits right there in the West End zone, and he's like the center seat. I think he's the exact Wait a center. Does he sit in our? No, area? he sits on the West End. On zone. the We're other the side, zone. right? So on the East End zone, you know that. Mm -hmm. Brother-in-law, and that's where I sit sometimes. Towards the front, first six, seven rows. Come on on the big screen twice a game. Come on on TV at least three or four times a year. The Orange Ball was infamous for coming out on TV. You every told game. me that. You used to every, come out game. every game. I came out on the Media Guide, page 205. I'm going to take a picture of it later, and I'm going to send it to you. Me and Jose. Do you know that I've never been on any of those Media Guides for any of that stuff? But do you know that on the year, you know, when they review the year, they, you know, uh, the highlights... The 1980, this highlights. The 1990-something, I don't remember when it was. Whenever Shane Edge punted for the Gator. I go to Gator Growl that year. It's not like I wanted to be there. It was, there's a lot of women at Gator Growl. And it's a target-rich environment. T-R-E. So you go and you party and you have a good time. We happen to get great seats for this. Right in the front. First two rows. All the way in the front. 50 yards. I don't know how we pulled these tickets. We pulled them. Mm -hmm. Walk up. I'm there. Not, I don't even know. 10 minutes, if that. I'm talking to some girls around. We are in total college mode. I'm a little older. How old was I this time? The college girls are 19, 20, 21. I'm like 25, I guess, or something like that. But I'm like, this. I love this. This is great. I might not even been 25. I think I might have been less. Anyway. And I look around. And Florida's punting. And Shane Edge, you remember Shane Edge? He was a pretty damn good punter. Mm -hmm. He puts this boom punt. It goes nine miles in the air, bro. And it comes down. And he was really good at getting it right on the sideline. So he got it right on the sideline. And it hit right on the, the meat of the ball. And it went. Whoosh. And when it hit, it bounces straight up in the air like bouncing a basketball. It went up. God, it has to have been 20, 25. It, it, something you never see a ball bounce that high, but it kicked it so high. And when it came down, it bounced, not straight, but with a little tilt, I guess the oblongness of the ball, gave it a tilt. Where does the ball go? Right to you. I could have fair caught it wow. after the bounce. That came out on a video. His pump bouncing, some guy catching it and going, yeah, I got it. That's me. What was the guy's name again? Shane Edge. I'm going to find this video. I don't think you can find it because I've looked for it. It's it's not easy to find. So you talk about scars and reminding us of things. So 
that when I came out on the media guide, I had broken my pinky. And of course, the one time that I break something in my life, that's when I come out on the media guide. So now every time that I pull that picture on the media guide, I got this nice little splint on these two fingers taped together. So my you, I look like lobster hands. Ah, you got a little thing going on yeah. like this. Yeah, exactly. But everybody would call me every game, but like, bro, you just came out on TV because I would sit right on the wall there along the West End Zone. Yeah, I sort of came out on TV after a game once too. <laughs> Get the bleep down! <laughs> Get out of the picture! Who's that guy? <laughs> What's this guy's name again? Shane Edge. Yeah, that's right. S H A Y N E, I believe, is how you actually spell his first name. <sighs> We're going to catch the holy cow lady this week, boy. I tell you what, my name isn't Amigo. We're going to get her, boy. She is uh, She is in a world of caca right now. Dude, do you know that Jamie Foxx is going to play Mike Tyson? Really? Mm. And what? A 30 for 30 or like a movie? Apparently it's a biopic. It's a movie. That's what it looks like. Did you know that? Because I didn't know. I had no idea. Yeah, that's news to me. I had no clue. Oh, you know why you're not going to find this video, by the way, of Shane Edge's punt? Because it happened when there no, when no cameras existed. You got jokes. You think you're really funny. How do you think they got it on their damn year in review? They were filming it somewhere. Freaking guy. You know, making jokes. Um, It might have been 90. Oh, gosh. 92, 93. I don't know when Shane punted for them. I'm not a big... <laughs> not a big Shane Edge fan, are you? I'm not a big... Uh, Gator fan? Gator fan. <laughs> I know. I'd much rather be friends with FSU fans. <laughs> Me too. I respect them a whole lot more. Although, you know what? They like to fight the day of the game a lot. They do love to fight the day of the game. Like, they love to, they you love know what to scrap with us. Because they like to talk a lot of smack. Yeah, but man, they're what's big with time the scrapping thing. They're what's big time instigators. I don't understand what it is. Because Miami fans generally don't have that kind of be and they were you have that guy whose video went viral like eight or ten years ago, where a big tall guy at FSU, they're tailgating and some people want to start a fight. He beats up like eight of them. Oh yeah, I saw that one. That guy's a G. He's not really a G. Oh my god, that guy laid everybody out. Yeah, everybody was a foot shorter than him. Everybody said, come get me. Yeah, come get me. I'm gonna fight somebody your size. Well, a mean, little soft not, by that guy. He's not the one picking people. He's just the yeah, one who was. Yeah, he was. You've seen the video. He was picking and he was knocking people out, and then when other guy was held, and eh. I think in a real street fight, that guy might get his ass kicked. Just saying. He's tall though. Oh, the guy's huge, bro. I don't know about all that. Super. Watch tall. what you say. He was really tall. I'm gonna get that guy on the show. That's right. God knows who he is. What are, you, what are you doing? I'm trying to find this video. You really are, aren't you? Yeah, it's phenomenal. You know what's even better? I picked up a, a highlight, and it was him kicking for Pittsburgh, and you see Three Rivers Stadium. Good old Three Rivers, huh? <laughs> so you're, you're looking for it. I'm going to go to break because, like, you keep looking for it. Um, I think there's, like, one video. You're not going to find it. Shane Edge. I'll find it. Don't worry. I don't think you will. Okay. I don't think you will. Just saying. It's going to be hard. Plus, he kicked a long time ago. Yeah, when the cameras weren't around. Boy. When they showed the game on TV, it was still in black and white. You, are you really going to do this?
You're really going to do this, aren't you? It was so long ago, your eyes still worked. Did you at least determine when he kicked for Florida? No. You didn't even do that. I haven't gone there yet. This is incredible. I'm trying to look for something here. and, 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 and uh, Fine. Why are you blaming me? It's your fault. How is it my fault? It's your fault. It is not my fault. Can you at least tell me if he played, when he played? Yes, I can tell you when he played. When did he play for the Gator? Uh, 91, 92, 93, 94. Is that what it says? Yeah. It was probably 91. He was second team all SEC 93, 94. He won an SEC championship in 91, 93, and 94. Uh, so he played 91 through 94. All right, I'm not finding it. I mean, they enter things every... For Steve Spurrier's Florida Gator. The Gator. I don't even remember what the hell the game, like who they played that day. I, don't, I can't remember. Do you remember the year? I think it's 93, man. All right. I really think it's 93. The reason I think it's, I mean... Could it have been 94, I guess, maybe? Was it a year after Andrew or two years after That's Andrew? What I'm, I, Andrew's my point of reference. And what I think happened is it was after Andrew. So if it was after Andrew but not right after Andrew, then it was 93. That's why I'm thinking because the, the, the fall of 92 was mess here in Miami, and I didn't go to Gator Rally that year. I don't, I don't remember why Gator Rally year. But I know I went 93. I know I went 94. I went 89. I went 90. But the Shane Edge thing has to have been 93. Although they win the national championship in 93, don't they? Or no, FSU wins it in 93. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't, uh, I can't for the life of me find it. You're, you're really bent on finding this, aren't you? I'm trying to look for it. All right. We'll be back on the other side. Uh, we're going to continue to not entertain you by looking for some video you're never going to find. Maybe I should just mix while you look for it. I didn't think so. 1020, John Ruth. I can't wait. Can't wait to talk to the original Sebastian. Now, we got some stuff to talk about, man. Uh, Kane's faithful might want to hear this interview with John Ruth on the other side. Well, not on the other side. In about 20 minutes. Um, when is Gator Grow? October? It, it, bear, it varies. They pick the homecoming game. It's the homecoming game. But there's, there's no calendar date to what it is. It, there's times it's earlier. Times it's generally October or November, though. And that year, it would have been October, I think. I'm going to look it up. We're going to go to break. We'll well, I'm right here. I'm like, I'm on the edge. It was, southern, it was southwestern Louisiana if it was in 93. Do you remember it being southwestern Louisiana? It could have been. I, it, the opponent was insignificant. All right. So it's probably them. What day was it? Uh, November 6th. It's possible. It's possible. I have to look things up. Let me look some stuff up, points of reference. I'm going to find it. We'll come back on the other side. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM, 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Hello, this is Michael, the playmaker Irving, three-time Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and I am an NFL Hall of Famer. Trust me, you're listening to the best. Slam Radio. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now. Back to what's-his-face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. All right, we got John Ruth in about 10 minutes. Why I have such a hard time finding that. I've always looked for it and never found it. You know what's funny is uh, we're talking about that 94 FSU Florida game. Uh, Yeah. I forgot that a good friend of mine made a huge interception in that game. 
Diving interception, James Colsey. Oh, nice. Yeah, Colsey used to play, believe it or not, he played in my flag leagues after he finished football. Stayed in touch for years. I haven't talked to him in a few years, but he's a pretty darn good friend. So, yeah, bro, that's the highlight film I was on. Who cares? You know what I care about? I care about the University of Miami. And, uh, and there's some stuff. I'm, I think I'm going to be better served letting Mr. Ruth talk about it when he comes on. Uh, but Walter Kachevsky's uh, Hall of Fame. In danger of going bye-bye because with not, University of Miami's not been able to raise uh, the funds to keep it open. And they do fundraisers throughout the year. And none of that, thanks to COVID, was, was possible. We're going to talk to him, see what they're trying to do. I know they started a, I think, Frank, you told me they started a GoFundMe page. Yeah, they started GoFundMe. And uh, when I found out two days ago, they were at about 10K. So hopefully that's able to help them out a little bit. I'm going to rag on Carlos Correa again and the Houston Astros. <laughs> it's been a while. No, I reached back out to them. You know that, right? Really? Oh, yeah. I reached back out. I wanted to um, see if he'd come on. Of course, I was quickly told. Of course not. Yeah, no, no. They're, they're waiting to get everything resolved. Then once they get everything resolved, then he's going to be working hard uh, to get back in playing shape. Like there's always going to be an excuse. So, as soon as it gets resolved, which could be in a day or two, like I'm just going to turn around and send the email. We reply to the email. Okay, now that it's resolved, can we set a date for him before your season starts? I'm not stopping. I want him on. I won't be hard on him. I told you this. <sighs> do you see the uh, Do you see the drunk driver that drove through the Mexican restaurant in Davie? Wait, what? You didn't see this? No, I didn't. Yeah, this was yesterday. Are you kidding me? No, I can't even make this up. Okay, so go ahead, paint this picture. I, I can paint whatever picture you want me to paint. What would you like for me to paint? Me to How did he drive happened? through the through the restaurant? Um, what restaurant was it? It was Antojitos Mexicanos Restaurant on Davie Boulevard near Four Forty One. Uh, driver was taken into the custody, accused of being drunk behind the wheel. Oh. Uh, restaurant employees say the driver came in to buy a burrito to go before the crash happened. I think he wanted some sour cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, he really took drive through through a whole new level. Walk to go. <laughs> Take some guac to go, please. Uh, drive through. Yeah. <laughs> whole new meaning the drive through. <laughs> Yikes. The things you see in Miami, Florida. Uh, you go on those only in dates. Like, I'm already tired of seeing burning cars. I'm like, another one. I feel like DJ Khaled. Another one. Every time you go on the page, there's at least two or three cars on fire. It's unreal, man. But have you realized, like, that's become more of a news source than, like, the actual news source? Like, if you want to find out what's going around town, you go to only in date. Mm-hmm. It's unreal how that's happened because now they they put things with crime, whatever streets are blocked, wherever there's traffic, whatever some something is about to hit, like it all goes there. Like that's the go-to spot for whatever you need to know what's going on around Miami. Mm-hmm. You don't agree? It's it, you know I love them. I ran into them the other day. My boys. Yeah, you told me on tra- traffic it ran into traffic. The street was oh, Larry. What's up, bro? You run into everybody in traffic. I do. I'm in the traffic a lot. <laughs> Earlier today, you were talking about how you ran into the Hurricanes team on the, was the bus. Yes. On the Palmetto. Yes, on the, on the Palmetto. You're crazy, man, on the Palmetto. You know how that is. 
1020, John Ruth, anything I should ask him. But you know what? I'm going to take this opportunity to have now. Juneteenth. There. I'm going to do it. I hadn't done it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you were wondering. I'm going to do it. You must have seen something that. No, I've been fighting in my head. Do I bring it up? Do I not bring it up? So I'm, you know, I'm candid as I am buggy eyed and bald. This is very simple. I'm not insensitive. I'm not racist, but I did not know the meaning of Juneteenth. Did you? Uh, no, not at all. Now, I believe I had to look it up because a reminder came up on my computer saying tomorrow's Juneteenth. And I'm like, what is that? I knew as much about Juneteenth as I did about Doak Sheridan Campbell. Which means nothing. So what does that tell you? So what does that tell you? Something that's trying to be pushed upon us? No, 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 no. That you don't care? No. What is the root of not knowing something? It's not indifference. That it's new. It's ignorance. You don't know. You have no idea. How can you be ignorant to something? By not being exposed to it. Right. How do you not be exposed to something? By being hidden from you or kept from you. What I'm saying is this is exactly the reason why you don't need to erase history. I wish I knew about Juneteenth before it became the in thing to know about Juneteenth. I was not in the in crowd. I did not understand. I didn't even know its historical value. Frank didn't know it. And I pride myself on knowing a lot about history. Didn't know it. Tells you there's a lot more history to learn than you probably have time to learn. So please understand that by not knowing, that's not racist. That's part of this process that we are all crying for, that we want. Because, listen, I believe there's a minority of racists. And then I think the majority of people either don't have a full grasp or do have a full grasp, but agree that racism is reprehensible and want no part of it. There's a group that does it, sometimes can't get out of their own way. Come from a long line of people who've had a certain mindset, and then while they're trying to pull out of it, they make mistakes, they say stupid things, they have dumb ways of thinking. We have people in our family, people we know and love, that think this way, that you've got to say, yo, you're wrong about thinking this way because of this. This is an education process. So the one thing I would beware to anyone in this education is don't wag the racist finger at someone. You're a racist. You're a racist. Heard a story about a young lady in high school here in Miami. She wrote an email to administration outing a bunch of people for being racist. Named names, did a bunch of things, and made administration aware of it. In this school? It wasn't here at SLAM. It's at another school. Okay. Um, forget the crap I'll say. It's at another school. I guess I can't say the name of the school. I'm dying to, but I can't. Okay? That person graduates. Gets accepted to Penn State University. And there's someone who goes to Penn State who finds out about this. I believe it's either a former school peer, classmate, etc. 
We don't know who, I don't know who it is. Maybe it's known. I, because I only know part of the story. I know the part of the story that's the truth, right? But the, the minutia of it, I don't know if it's a former teacher. I don't Wrote a letter to Penn State University and took a little time to make research and went into this person's social media posts and videos submitted by other people who got pissed when they found out that she did this. And well, they did a little racist mixtape of their own for her and sent it to Penn State. The emails were signed, Concerned Penn State alum. Don't spit up, guys. When it comes down to hit you in the face, it sucks. You're not better than anyone else. Let's work together to be better together. That's what I think. Don't put yourself on a pedestal and look down on people like, you're a racist because you accept the... I'd rather you educate me if that's what you think. But don't talk to me from a pedestal because, first of all, you're not better than me. The very premise of this country is that we're all created equal, so don't, don't stand on a pedestal to tell me we're equal. Seriously. Walking contradictions are Americans right now. Knock it off. I'm all with this, but let's do it together. Let's do it smartly. Let's do it kindly. Let's do it with love. It's got to derive from there. If it derives from hate, you're not learning anything, guys. On the other side, somebody I love very much. The original Ibis. John Ruth will join us here on Good Morning Amigo. Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Well, it just annoys me that you don't see it my way. Oh, it annoys me that you don't see it my way. We can play this game too. What? Not always gonna see it your way. Your way is not the way. I can see it my way. But your way is not the way. So some people, some people are really. That's huge ego of you, by the way. Yeah, of course. Well, you can't spell amigo without the ego. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, seven to eleven, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. 
Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, world-famous wake-up show, MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. Rise and shine. Good morning to you. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. So before I move forward, I have to correct myself. I always say it wrong. It's just... He's like my godfather. Postmortem godfather is Walter Kachewski. He has, they named the championship lobby after him. The actual sports hall of fame building is named after Tom Kern. So I got to get that right. I've been corrected once. It's not that I say it wrong. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? But Tom Kern's sports hall of fame building inside of the University of Miami Hex Center. Our next guest. To me, is a legend. I don't even care if he slowed down a little bit, right? Because you had to have some crazy-ass energy to be the original Sebastian the Ibis, which means he comes with a lot of pride in being a Hurricane. And it shows because he is the executive director of Tom Kern's Sports Hall of Fame building inside of University of Miami's Hecht Athletic Center. Joining us here on Good Morning Amir, John Ruth A.K.A. the original Sebastian, the man, the myth, the legend. What's up, John? How you doing? Good morning, Larry. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. I was afraid. I get the impression you do remember me. I asked Frank when he got in touch. I go, find out if he remembers me. It's been a long time. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. He meets a lot of people. He might not remember me. But nonetheless, I definitely remember you and, and, and love everything you represent, brother. When I heard what I heard, I felt we needed to get you on the show right away. Talk to me a little bit about what's going on over there at the Hall of Fame and, and how COVID has affected things at the University of Miami's uh, Hall of Fame. Well, obviously, like everybody, we're you know we've been shut down since uh, early March, uh, so you know <clears throat> unfortunately fans aren't allowed to you know come on campus and come into the building. But our, our biggest problem right now is uh, we had to postpone. Technically, we postponed the the banquet uh, until the fall. But obviously, we don't know if that's going to happen this fall. But we did have to cancel our fishing tournament. And the fishing tournament uh, is our big fundraiser of the year. Uh, and we, we normally do that, uh, you know, in either late May or early June. So we started thinking as a committee. We have a volunteer committee of, of uh, you know, board of directors. And uh, we all started thinking about ways that we needed to replace the funds, essentially, that we've lost. Uh, the Hall of Fame's just kind of gone year to year with the four events. We Not only do, do we have the banquet and the fishing tournament, but we hope we'll have a golf tournament in the fall. But, again, with not knowing how things are going to be, uh, that could be either postponed or, you know, definitely changed with uh, social distancing, you know, measures. Uh, and then we do a bowling tournament in, in, in February. So, uh you know, we, we decided we, we had, to come, had to come up with some new ways to raise funds. So we have a GoFundMe page uh, that's, uh, you know, pretty simple to find. It just says the UM Sports Hall of Fame needs you, with a big U, of course. <laughs> and, 
And then we have a, a page where we're selling merchandise um, that, uh, and it's not, you know, historical, it's not, uh, you know, uh, Gino Toretta's Jersey or, you know, anything like that. Although we would love to get a game use Jersey from some of our guys and, and we're reaching out to them actually, but we've got things like, uh, you know, autograph posters and autograph photos, uh, you know, some mini helmets. Um, we have a cereal box that's signed by all five national championship quarterbacks. You're not going to get that number one because you're not going to find the cereal box anymore. It came out about 10 or 12 years ago, uh, but it has their pictures on it. But it took about two and a half years for me, myself, and a couple of committee members to get all five of the quarterbacks to sign them. So these, you know, some of these things are rare items, but, uh, you know, we've got some cool things, fishing shirts and bowling shirts and golf shirts that we've had left over from our, our tournament. So, you know, if fans want to help out, if they don't want to go straight to the GoFundMe page and donate, which, of course, we're a 501c3 nonprofit organization, uh, they get a tax write-off if they do that. But if they want a, you know, a little piece of their own history, they can go to the, uh, the website and, and, and buy one of those items. So, um, and, and I'll just tell you, the easiest way for fans to find us is go to our, our main website, umsportshalloffame.com. Again, that's umsportshalloffame.com. And, uh, you know, we've got the donate button on the top and a link to the big cartel site uh, for the merchandise. So, you know, we, we really appreciate fans helping us out. And we, we realize everybody's in a, a, a bad spot right now. And a lot of people are raising money um, and we need it, too. We need help, too. So we, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, when all this is over, that the Hall of Fame is still uh, the place where, where Hurricane fans can come and check out the history you know, I always tell people, you, you, you don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. And we show where the University of Miami's been for 95 years, one of the greatest athletic programs in the country, and uh, the amazing athletes uh, from, you know, with football, basketball, baseball, swimming, track. Uh, you know, people don't know Greg Luganis, the greatest diver of all time, is a Miami Hurricane. So, uh, you know, we, we show the history and show people uh, – what, a, what an awesome program we've had for almost 100 years. You know, John, as I look at your website and I see, and I see all the great names in the, uh, in the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame, a lot of them friends of mine, which it's always warm to see guys like Alonzo Highsmith in there and seeing Bernie Kozar in there as well. And uh, a lot of great names, not just in football, but in sports in general. Uh, that have walked the halls of the University of Miami and been in that Heck Center and been a part of it. You've been a big part of it as well. Uh, as being a director, are you in the Hall of Fame? Are you allowed to be in the Hall of Fame? And if so, what was does one need to do to make sure you're in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> well, uh, I guess we would need to create a new category. Um, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. Um, That's got to change. You know, a lot of people. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, a lot of people don't know. I, I did not actually graduate from the University of Miami. I mean, some people know the story, but, uh, you know, I'm actually a University of South Carolina graduate. That's there where I go. started. Oh, Gamecocks, baby. That's my other yeah. school I love. I started my mascotting career as cocky, oh. the Gamecocks. <laughs> and, and Coach Frazier uh, saw me perform the College World Series uh, many, many, many years ago. I won't tell you how long ago. But, um, you know, he brought me down to, to first be the Miami Maniac, and then I became Sebastian the Ibis. So um, I, 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 when I first came down here, I, I had a, a knowledge of the University of Miami, but quickly I grew to love the University of Miami. And 
I tell people, you know, my, my heart is in South Carolina, but my blood runs orange and green. And um, because I've, I've been here for, for almost 40 years now. And, oops, I just told you how long it's been. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I, I, this this I, that's one of the reasons I stayed was, uh, you know, the, the original premise was Coach Frazier thought I'd come down and work as the maniac character for a couple of years and get uh, picked up by some major league team or, you know, maybe a, a minor league team that uh, had a lot of money. And instead, I came to grow, I grew to love this place so quickly. Not only the you know the climate, the weather, the palm trees, the you know six foot women on roller skates uh, yes. over Crandon Park, uh, but yeah, you know I just I grew grew to love this place, and and so I've never wanted to leave. So, um, but yeah, it, it's amazing the athletes we've had over the years, and and uh, uh, you just you can walk in and just the the memories. You know, I have I have people who come in and they'll spend two hours walking around and just come back, you know, with their eyes wide open going, I didn't know, yep. you know, Pete Vanisak played here. I didn't know, you know, Jim Otto played here. Uh, you know, so the history that we have is just amazing. The, the, the athletes that have, uh, that wore the orange, green, and white, by the way, it's orange, green, and white. You know, a lot of people only say orange and green. They forget but, you know, about the white, that. which we look really sexy in our white <laughs> uniforms, by the way. I always remind people that white's not a problem, man. White, that, that, that orange and green with the contrast of white, that's what makes us great, man. Uh, I, I love our colors. You know, when you walk through those halls, I'm talking to the executive director of the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame, John Ruth. He's also known as the former Miami Maniac and... Uh, Sebastian the Ibis, and truth to the rumor, he was also Billy the Marlin at one point as well. So he has right. a, a rich career of being a mascot, but certainly even a richer career of loving the University of Miami. When I walked in there, I went the day before uh, we, we beat the Gator here uh, back in 2013, I think it was. And I had a great opportunity. I was with Craig Erickson, and I was with Alonzo Highsmith. And when you talked about being there for two hours and I didn't know, I didn't know, I was there with my wife who could not care any less about sports or football, uh, and she was captivated by the history in there. We spent over two hours in there talking, yucking it up. I was looking at everything. I was taking pictures. I was like, It was an absolute great time. It hurt me to know that you're going through these troubles. Slam Radio is also a 501c3, and uh, we are allowed to help in any sort of uh, efforts as far as fundraising for fellow 501c3s because that's what we do when we're non for profit and uh, one of the things I want to tell you is if you have anything if you want to cut a spot that we play on our airways I'll be more than happy to do it you guys are at uh, over 60% of your goal that you put on the uh, on the GoFundMe page but I'm sure even if you make to 100% you probably could use even more than that so so folks I tell you go to GoFundMe and if if you haven't been there, obviously you can't go visit now. I would invite you to at least look at the pictures, talk to people who have been to the Hall of Fame there. Uh, it's a wonderful visit. It's a wonderful time. The one thing that stood out to me on display, the Seminole War Canoe. And since it was the day before the Florida game, it's what stood out to me the most. Watch, looking at it, I had never seen it so close. And, and I'm telling you, if you're a true Miami Hurricane sports fan, it's, it's incredible to think that so many of you have not been to that Hall of Fame. Let's first get it back up on its feet, get things back to normal. And then more importantly, once it's back to normal and on its feet, um, 
then you need to go visit and support it and continue to try to support it. And you have our support on this end. John, if there's anything we can do, we'd be more than happy to do it uh, 100 times if, uh, if you ask. So please, consider us your friends. And, uh, and if there's anything we can do as far as placing spots on our radio station, pointing people to the GoFundMe page, go ahead and, and cut the spot. We'll air it. I'm more than happy to. We consider you uh, a family here at Slam Radio, the University of Miami at least. Well, that's awesome, Larry. Thank you very much. And, and uh, yeah, as you say, you know, we're 501c3. So while everything we do benefits the University of Miami Athletic Department and the University of Miami, we're really a separate entity. And uh, so we, we need the fans to step up and, and help us out and because uh, we want to be here for, you know, not just the short term. We want to be here forever. Uh, can you imagine some fan coming in and the year 2050 and seeing our 10 national championship trophies. There we go. go. You heard that, right, Frank? You heard it? He's speaking it into existence. I love it. And and there should be an 11th one there, but Ohio State hijacked that one a a few years back. They don't deserve to have it, but it is what it is. John Ruth, thank you so much for jumping on with us and uh, and having a few good moments. Uh, Your favorite moment in in the Sebastian outfit. Is it getting arrested at FSU? Because we talked about it yesterday. You became a god deta- when you did that. I was that. detained. I was, I was detained. I was never arrested. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> now, well, I mean, the greatest moment has got to be being on the shoulders of one of the cheerleaders, along with Jimmy Johnson, on the shoulders of the players That's when right. we won the 87 championship. I have that picture. Just, That's right. Yeah, I, I mean, fortunately, NBC caught, uh, you know, you see Coach Johnson, and there's Sebastian the Ibis right behind him. You know, that was that was a moment that uh, right. you know still gives me. Uh, goosebumps. I have goosebumps. You telling me this right now because I remember it's my favorite national championship. Uh, Melvin Bratton is a close friend of mine, and what happened to him that night um, speaks in volumes of who he is. But it's regrettable because he could have been a great pro, and instead it kind of altered what the path of his career would be. But that's my favorite of all the championships, simply because of how he got there, what it was, and the moment that Jimmy has when he wins. And if I get choked up, don't mind me, John. I'm a goof like that because he had lost the year before in that Fiesta Bowl, and that was heart-wrenching for a lot of Hurricane fans. That was heart-wrenching for him and players that played on that team. And and people don't remember, Miami was considered kind of a choker at that point in the program. That right. They couldn't win that big game, okay? Remember, it was 83, but then that was it. And then they were good, but just not good enough to get over the top. It was always something. Whether it was Tennessee spanking you in the Sugar Bowl in 85, or whether it was this Fiesta Bowl game where you have the championship in your hand and and Vinny throws the fifth pick in the end zone, it hurts. But people (laughs) don't remember that that the fans were doubting Jimmy Johnson. People were doubting the program. This needed to happen. That victory was as important as the first one for Miami to set the tone for Miami for years to come and for all the history and all the legendary dynasty history that we have at the University of Miami. That day, to me, is my favorite day. And I clearly, I close my eyes and I remember remember Jimmy putting his arms up in the air and he's just (laughs) fist pumping in the air and right behind him is John. You're saying it. Look at this, dude. I am... Ugh, I don't have hair on my head, and I think it's popping through. I might need a haircut after this interview. John, I, I never I never usually bombard with a question, but I have one for you. And I'm hoping that's not the moment. Maybe we can get another moment out of you. But in 2003, when Aaron Boone hit a home run for the Yankees to send them to the World Series, he said, this is stupid, which is this unbelievable moment that you just can't believe that you're in the center of. So as you're in your career as a mascot, did you ever have one of those moments that you looked around and said, wow, this is stupid? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was, 
Well, probably the, the Tallahassee incident where the cops were slamming me up against the fence. I was like, you know, this is stupid. Uh, but it was stupid from the fact that they would, you know, they were, you know, they had a, a guy in a bird costume slammed up against the fence. Um, Which is but, one of the most <laughs> iconic sports pictures of all time, let me just say that. <laughs> and it's the, the only photo, the Miami Herald photographer caught that. It's the only photo, there's no video of it. And, and but it's it is so iconic. You're right, and and, and as somebody said that that really sums up the '80s for the Miami Hurricanes. You know, we were just a bunch of badasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> so first things first, we get that money raised for the uh, for the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame. You're 60 percent there. Go to their GoFundMe page. Once that's done, John, then I start my campaign. John Ruth should be in the University of Miami Sports Hall of Fame. I've been to that banquet before. It's a great time. Uh, the food's outstanding. I hope all this can clear through and things can operate as normal. Uh, that bowling tournament, hopefully by then things are good. I'll, I'll be in that one. So you're going to get support from the Amigo on this stuff. But uh, certainly I won't stop talking about you, won't stop talking about the University of Miami, our football program, our athletic department, and everything that's attached to our proud university in Coral Gables. That's awesome. We appreciate the support. And like I say, fans can go to umsportshalloffame.com and uh, look, look for us on Facebook, Twitter, all that other good stuff too. And, uh, you know, we, we appreciate the support. And once this is all over with, we're going to uh, help this program get back on its, you know, the right track and win a couple of uh, championships. I tell you, the baseball program should have won a national championship this year. So, you know, we've, we've got some great sports that, uh, you know, not just football, but baseball, basketball, everything's uh, looking good for, for the future. I will tell you this as I say goodbye. Where we stand, there are days that in the middle of the show I look out the window and I see some of the old ghosts from the Orange Bowl, the old girl, twiddle right around my window because, you see, we're, we're literally maybe a couple of football fields away from where the old girl once stood, and the old girl meaning the Orange Bowl. Um, and I feel so blessed, that even though it's not there, to know that this goes on here on a daily basis down the street from where I have my favorite memories in this city, my favorite memories as a sports fan, and just my favorite childhood memories around that stadium. It's not there anymore, but sometimes I close my eyes and I can see it. And I close my eyes and I can see the ghosts kind of floating around here. Uh, I don't know, maybe they came over to Slam Radio because they can sense that this is UM fertile ground here. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to paint that picture so when you come visit us after all this is done, I will take a picture where the view is so you can uh, you can see for yourself. My man, thank you so much for coming awesome. on the show. You have our support, and uh, let's talk again soon. Awesome. Thank you, me amigo. Take care, brother. This is John Ruth. John. Hey, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate you have the mic on, Frank. Everybody hears you. <laughs> All right, I'm glad everybody was able to hear me. <laughs> we come back from break. It'll be the final segment of the program. After this program, we will have the youth. Today, I did do a better job than normal. Today was a pretty good show. Pretty darn good show. Pretty cool. Pretty damn cool. Yep. We even had a mix in the middle of all that. This has been an entertaining morning show today. I feel like I'm out of gas already, but it's Friday, so I got to refuel because there's parties tonight. Yep. You know how that goes. Do they still party now that we're social distancing? I... Yeah. I think the answer is yes. All right. Go to break on the other side. Final segment of the program. You're listening to Good Morning Amigos. Sirius XM 145, the one and only Slam Radio. 
Look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today, here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay! Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two Aniga Manuela Pola, too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on two Aniga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Aniga Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. Tua Aniga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. Tua Aniga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. Tua Aniga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and the Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. 
So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is TJ Holmes with Good Morning America, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Slam Radio, the youth. Well, looks like that's it, man. Everybody's ending their, um, all the graduation stuff is done. Um, that's it. Everything's done. Next phase, I guess, is what it's called. <laughs> Congratulations to everybody who graduated high school, college. I hope I don't offend anybody if I'm not congratulating eighth graders, because that's not a graduation. Do you agree with me on that? I agree with that. I don't, I don't feel just because you graduate to the next school that it's a graduation. Like, I don't, even, I don't even believe in the whole kindergarten graduation thing, but, I mean, it is what it is. Because look, because if you start graduating eighth grade and people start looking forward to eighth grade graduation, it takes away from the graduation, which is supposed to mean something, which is the high school graduation. That's the graduation everyone works towards to. But now all of a sudden they have a fifth grade graduation when you leave elementary school. And then you have an eighth grade element, uh, graduation when you leave uh, middle school. And then you have your high school. And by the time you get to the high school one, there's no, there's no excitement anymore with it. I remember having a preschool or a kinder, it was a kindergarten graduation that I had, or a preschool graduation I had. I had no kindergarten graduation. I don't think that was a big deal back then at that time. And then, uh, then I became a high school graduate. Surprised I did, but I, got, I made it. The point is that I made it. Can I give a shout out to an NBA player? Okay. It's not going to surprise you because once upon a time, the last thing I would do is give this guy a shout out. Oh, okay. So it's not the person I was going to guess. Now, all of a sudden, this guy's like my boy, my kindred spirit. He went from literally not liking him. Kendrick Perkins? To, uh, to the dude becoming like my kindred spirit. Here's his, uh, here's his tweet. Wow, I could cry. 
Today, I found out that seven years after arresting my dad, taking him through a kangaroo court, and accusing him of being a criminal just because he is my dad, my dad has been released. This is due to the pressure we have put on the Turkish regime. They no longer could keep him from his freedom because of the spotlight that we all put on this case. However, he is just one person. There are still tens of thousands of people wrongfully in jail in Turkey. I will not forget you. We will not forget you. This proves that the voice of the people will always push dictators to do the right thing in the end. Don't be scared to stand for what is right, always and always. Stand for freedom, stand for democracy, stand for human rights. I know the answer. That's my boy Enos Cantor, boy. That's my dude. I will have him on the show. I'm going to absolutely badger the Celtics. Have you got any sort of communication with him? I don't think I've tried. I think I may have tried once early on when I made the taint, the change from not being a fan of his because he just seemed like he was all over the place to then understanding why he was all over the place and then feeling bad for being so critical of him. Of course he's all over the place. He's a Cuban. He's living where Cubans have lived. Even though he's from Turkey, he's one of us. No, dude, bro, he's back. he can't go back to his country. Yeah. You don't remember what I said about Hito Turkoglu? Mm-hmm. Guy's a prick. Hito Turkoglu, bro. He should, Hito should be embarrassed. Should be ashamed of himself is what he should be. Hito Turkoglu. Talking like if he represents something of, of, of magnitude. You, you you represent oppression. You 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 represent egregious egregious human rights flaws. Egregious human rights misgivings. The last thing you guys are. Or democracy. The last thing your people are are free. Sounds familiar? Cuba. Quiero bailar la salsa. Enos Cantor is one of us, bro. When you go through something like that, what do you, what do you tell a man like that? What do you tell a guy that's been through all that? What... How do you phase that guy? You don't. You don't phase that guy. I like Enos Cantor. Very much. Yeah, it cha- your, your role changed a lot. From the beginning when we were first started the show, you were really going after him, and now you've really become like a best friend to him. Or oh, He doesn't know I'm his y- best friend. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm a like huge super fanboy. I'm Let's a go, real advocate fanboy. of his. I really am. Amigo the super fanboy. Yes, I'm a huge advocate of his. Big-time advocate of his. Shouldn't everybody be? I think so. Oh, man, the guy's out of sight. Everything that I've heard about him has been good stuff, except for when you were ripping him before. Well, I was ripping him because whatever. Because he just, it was about how he was doing things on the court. Like, he was just being crazy. Mm -hmm. He wasn't acting. It had nothing to do with him personally. It was just he was acting a fool and getting into fights and, you know, being center of negative attention. My whole thing wasn't that. My whole thing was... Why does he act that way? And then you learn the story. 
Sports Center did. Not Sports. I'm sorry. I think Thirty for Thirty or ESPN did something on him. And then you learn the story. You understand why he mm-hmm. feels the way he feels. Totally understood now. He is uh, definitely in my good graces, in my great graces, actually. Someone that uh, totally, totally, totally has had a rough go at it. And uh, if nothing else, Frank, (laughs) the dude really deserves better than he's been dealt. So he's one of my favorites just because of that, just because he knows how to stand tall, just because he knows Right from wrong. He understands it. <laughs> I've spoken my mind. I love Enos Cantor, bro. When I grow up, I want to be like Enos. Yep. When you grow up? So you're telling me that you haven't grown up yet? That explains a lot. <clears throat> Does it? I mean, somewhat. That's funny that you say when I grow up. Yeah, I think well, you're more grown up than he is. I might be at times. Other times, not so much. (sighs) All right. I spoke my mind, Frank. It is Freaky Friday. I'm excited about, well, it being the weekend, and some of our guests next week are going to be exciting as well. Um, We got to talk about our beloved Canes. That was fun. I always like talking about our Canes. We've been talking a lot of Canes this week. But you know what that means? You know why? Because like college football is like 75 days away. I think it's less than that, right? Anthony probably knows. Anthony knows. In the 60s now. Because I think it was 75 days a few days ago. <sighs> Coming up next, the youth. They come each and every day on these airways from 11 to 12. And they do what they do best. Give you the youth perspective. The way you ought to, I guess. Weekend, baby. It's always good. Did you enjoy my mix today? I did enjoy the mix today. I'm going to start working on post so we can have it. Not half bad, huh? Not half bad. It's good work. Very good, bro. You've been practicing, man. It really shows. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It really shows. We'll keep it continuing, of course. Thank you to Toby Srebnik. Now Bailey's going to be joining the fam, at least somewhat. Get to do some work with us. That'll be good. Shout out, of course, to John Ruth. That was pretty cool having him on. He was detained, not arrested. Get it right. We'll get it right. We'll get it right. <laughs> and I'm guilty, by the way. I never say white. I always just say orange and green. Yeah, I always say orange and green. Okay. Yeah, a lot of fun, bro. A lot of fun today. Today we really did go out of our way to have fun. And I hope everybody enjoys it. That weekend, that is. We come back on Monday, boy. More changes, more stuff. That's going to be a Friday thing, that mix, that live mix. That's going to be a Friday thing. Who knows? Maybe next week I'll mix. You never know. Stranger things have happened. I got to get you those playlists. Or did you get them already, too? Today's I got it. Oh, I didn't get the other ones. Yeah. I don't know where the other ones are. They're in there somewhere. Oh, my God. I'll figure it out. 
Yeah, just go to the date. And, uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to do that today. I don't, you, don't, I, you don't seem like you're in the mood to go through my things. I don't have to go through anything. You go through it. Uh, Find the playlist and you let me I know. I don't know where it is. Oh, well, how the hell am I supposed to know, amigo? If you don't know where it you is, you just found the one I did today. Because it was today. How am I supposed to know what day you mixed on? You mix every single day. I date the mixes that I record. Oh, my God. Simple. It's so difficult, bro. I can be. I've been asking you this for a month, and all of a sudden you're going to throw it in my lap. Like, here, you should do it. Yeah. No. You're in charge around here. You should. We're getting some love, boy. But starting to take notice. <laughs> it's all good in the neighborhood. All right, I got to run. The old days, I'd say TTFN, which is Tata for now. But it's 2020, baby. And you know what that means. Off like a dirty shirt. See ya. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, <laughs> Best house, I get creative, I deliver it differently every day. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.